Hello, and welcome to Cyrus Physics Podcast. For you, for me, and for the sake of understanding the world around us. I'm your host, Baby Stars, but you can all call me Lucky. Unfortunately, our co-host Bart the Bulldog Gentile can't be here with us today, but we'll try to make with, do without him. Since our last podcast, we've been working very hard to try and find different ways of pre- presenting everyday physics concepts to you, the listeners, in an easy and understandable way. Before tackling these major concepts of physics, like general relativity, time travel, and how a microwave cooks our food. We need to go over some basic concepts. Scientific language is vastly different from the ordinary conversational or compositional language we use on a daily basis. Basically, eh, how we talk and and, uh, and how we write papers. For all of you to understand and get a good grasp of these major concepts, we first have to talk about what it means to be scientifically literate. Better yet, What are 21st century literacies, and what does it mean to be literate in the 21st century? When we talk about 21st century literacies, we're talking about communicating through the use of all those technologies we know and love. Twitter, MySpace, Facebook, podcasts, go figure. These technologies make it possible for education and language to take place at any time and anywhere. The languages we use on these technologies how we communicate and understand their uses, is what we call 21st century literacy. These technologies and the type of language we use on them allow us to learn and experience and explore in a new and exciting way. This podcast is able to reach all of you and help you better understand the fundamental concepts in physics. Now that we know what 21st century literacies are, being able to read, write, communicate, and decipher languages used on this newfangled technologies, what about scientific literacy? Since the language we use in science is somewhat different from the language we use to communicate on a daily basis, it's important you all become scientifically literate, which means for all of you to understand the basic concepts of physics, you must first learn the vocabulary and language used in physics so you can at least understand what I'm saying. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? So let's get started. Today we'll be introducing and defining such concepts as mass, matter, inertia, force, and acceleration. Now I must warn you that before you start searching online for these definitions, sometimes a good old-fashioned science textbook is where you should look first. Online resources like dictionary.com have some value, but remember, that we are defining scientific terms and generic dictionaries sometimes won't have these terms or have alternate definitions for these terms that are not meant for science. Be careful when looking up terms from outside resources. If you have any questions or problems, you might want to ask a friend who is doing well in your class or ask a teacher. According to dictionary.com, the most common definition for matter is anything that has both mass and volume or that occupies space. And the big question is, what is mass? Mass has many definitions, but one common one is how much matter the object or the substance has. When we talk later on about Newton's three laws of motion, we're going to be definitely touching upon inertia, which is why we really should start trying to define at least what inertia is so that we can really talk about Newton's three laws of motion later on. Mass is always said to be the measurement of inertia, 
what this means is that when an object has more mass, that means it has more inertia. Less mass, less inertia. Inertia is defined as the reluctance of a body to change its motion. What this means is, is that when an object is more massive, it has greater inertia, and it's harder for it to change its motion. When it's less massive, then it has less inertia, and it's easier for it to change its motion. Imagine, if you will, a huge 18-wheeler Mack truck driving down the, the highway at 100 miles per hour, and it tries to slam on the brakes, but it's incredibly hard for it to stop. Tires screeching, maybe the maybe the 18-wheeler jackknifes, but it's incredibly to stop this in, enormously massive object. Now take a, a sports car going the same the same velocity, 100 miles per hour, down the same highway. It slams on the brakes. It's easier for the smaller, less massive car to stop because it has less inertia. Before we get into the next word to define, we really have to define two terms so that we understand really what's going on, vector and scalar. A vector is said to have magnitude and direction, while a scalar is just ma magnitude. What this means is that a scalar is just a number. It says how much, right? But a vector says how much and in what direction. This can be seen when we're talking about speed or velocity. Speed is just how fast you are going, whereas velocity is both how fast you're going and in what direction you are going in. So when I say that I'm going 60 miles an hour down the road, right? if I just say I'm going 60 miles an hour, then I've just told you what the speed of the car is. But if I tell you that I'm going 60 miles per hour due east, then I'm giving you the magnitude how much, 60 miles per hour, and the direction, as I said, I was going east. You don't always have to be given north, south, east, west as directions. You can also be given, uh, I'm going forward or backward or up or down or 30 degrees from a certain point. As long as you're given a specific direction and you're given how much that is, then you're given, in that case, the velocity, or a vector. As for the last term we're going to be tackling today, we're going to be talking about acceleration. What does it mean to accelerate? I'm sure all of you have tried test driving your car down an open road and slamming on, on, on the gas pedal and accelerating all the way up to 60, 80, 100 miles per hour just to see what it would feel like. When you slam on that accelerator, you're going faster and faster and faster. And that's what acceleration means. Acceleration means that your velocity is changing over a certain amount of time. Now that we have identified some of these terms that we'll encounter in physics, it's important that we take a minute to address what their units are. The SI system, or Système International, which is French for international system of units, is a system of units that scientists use and have agreed upon using when measuring or doing any form of calculations. The SI system, which can also be thought of as the MKS system, has a set of base units, 
meters, kilograms, seconds. When determining a length or distance, scientists use the meter. For mass, the kilogram. And for time, the second. All, the, all other units in the system are considered derived units, which means they are a combination of two or more of the base units. After defining these terms today, we can now say with what units they will be measured. Mass is measured in kilograms, units for force are newtons, capital N, which is considered a derived unit. Don't worry, we'll get to that. Velocity's units are meters per second, and accelerations are meters per second squared. The terms that we addressed, and some that we still have yet to cover, that are scalars, are mass, distance, displacement, and speed. Examples of terms that are vectors are force, velocity, and acceleration. I want to thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Styrus Physics Podcast. Bart the Bulldog Gentile will be joining us for our next episode when we tackle scientific notation and orders of magnitude. Please visit our blog at styrusphysics.blogspot.com and our wiki space at styrusphysics.wikispaces.com. Our hope is that you use these forms of, of technology to decipher, interpret, communicate, and collaborate with your peers about physics so as to gain a deeper understanding. Feel free to post comments or questions on our blog that you would like for us to answer in our upcoming shows. And please feel free to use the Wikispace to collaborate, start discussion, and contribute to discussions on physics. We look forward to bringing you instructional videos and updates about major events in science, so please bookmark our website and visit often. This is your host, Lucky, saying until next time, the Stars Physics Podcast. This is for you, for me, and for the sake of understanding the world around us.